for the gift of beauty and that beautiful music is a great gift. I am so grateful to be standing right here and seeing your faces, to be in this church that's been such a gift for my family, for me. Thanks be to God for you. Such a good church. Transitions, these interim times are are great times in the life of Northminster Baptist Church. They were good for me as an associate pastor. I hope it's good for you. And they were great times for the church. So hopeful for what's working right now among you because you are a church that's alive and growing right now in the spirit. Greetings from Jennifer and me. We're both here. Um, Jane's off in London on a semester in London. She said hi this morning when she called at 6 o'clock. Um, Kate's home alone. She's not called from home. <laughs> Presume she has the music turned up loud as it should be. Grace and peace be with you. If it's unusual to be at the cross in November, which it is unusual, we should note that it's also unusual to have preaching at all on a day that we read from the story of the cross event. On Good Friday, you generally ask your preachers to remain silent, which I understand. But then it's unusual that we don't hear many start sermons about this event, this story, because this is the crucible of the gospel story. This is where all the gospel stories lead. There's no better place to go to sum up all you've heard all year than this passage. So we're going to go into this story. But be advised, it's a hard story. Real human beings get hurt in this story. And others do cruel and inhuman things. And be aware as you hear this story also that some people have heard this story preached a lot. Only it's been twisted and it's been used in manipulative ways. But here's the thing, as awful as this story is, and it's awful, there's beauty here too. And there's truth in this story. We get to the bottom of our disorder, whatever that is, we get to the bottom of it in this story. And there's good news. As hard as the story is, but you have to be careful when you tell this story. So before I could think of a way to enter into this story, I think we need to make one thing clear. And that is, there's no angry deity lurking around in this story, requiring someone's death in order to be satisfied. If there's an angry entity in this story it's the people 
But it's not God. It's not God who's angry in the story. The story begins at a desecrated place called the Skull. This is holy land that the Romans have desecrated by making it a site of crucifixion. Crucifixion was a public execution designed to send a signal to the world about who's in charge. That's first meaning of what a cross is. It's a reminder of who rules. The Romans used them to send a message to subjugated people. But we need to remember that the Romans weren't barbarians. This is Western civilization here that's doing this. They thought they were doing what was necessary. They thought they were acting out noble intentions. And they weren't the only people to have ever used such an instrument in such a way. Last week, I was in Montgomery with 150 other Baptists. We were trying to get down to the bottom of our disorder, to name it. And so we went to the National Memorial of Faith and Justice. It's otherwise known as the Lynching Memorial. There, every county in the country where a lynching has been recorded, a hanging pillar is representing that county in the shape of a casket. Buncombe County, North Carolina, where I, I live now, is there. DeKalb County, Georgia, where I grew up, it's there. Hines County, Mississippi, where I've spent more time than any other place in this country, is there. So much depends on telling this story truthfully. We can't live truthfully without telling this story of the cross. When they came to the place that's called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And there's a revealing little word in that sentence, and it's the word they. Luke doesn't pinpoint anyone in this injustice. Instead, he uses the word they. They did. One reason for being careful when you preach about the cross is there's a temptation to blame someone. We really badly want to know who we can blame. But that only repeats the logic of the crucifixion. It's not the Jews. It's not the Romans. It's not the state. It's not the people. It's them. They all had a hand in this. And nobody is to blame. It's a beautiful little word. Luke doesn't blame anyone. And it's a very small signal, but it's such a big deal. You can't point fingers in this story. The only way to enter this story is by your own repentance and recognition. And that's where something beautiful happens. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, 
for they do not know what they are doing. Once again, with the them. They crucified Jesus. And they are the very ones for whom Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. We've heard this story so many times that it's almost hard to recognize how plaintive and beautiful this is. This is a human being. He's alone. He's abandoned by his people, his friends. He's an innocent man hanging between two criminals on a garbage heap outside of town. And in that moment, in that moment, he reaches for the abundance of God's love. The ancients believed you can tell a great deal about a person's life by the way they die. Their last words summarize their whole life. And this is traditionally the first of Jesus' last words. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And sure enough, his death is a window into his life. This is what he's been doing from the start. His whole life has been reaching into the deep abundance of God's love in a world that tells us there's not enough for everyone, a zero-sum world. Jesus reaches over and over into the deep abundance of God's love. There's enough bread for everyone in the desert, and then some. In that prodigal story, prodigal son story we heard only here in Luke this year, there's enough grace for everyone. And then some. There's more grace than we know what to do with in the story of Jesus' life, more than we know how to handle. And in his death, he's true to his life. He even follows his own teaching, which is rare enough. He practices what he preached in Luke 6. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Jesus' teachings only really come into focus when we read them through the cross. Which is why he tells us over and over not to follow him if we're not ready to pick up our own cross. His teachings aren't about how to live safely in this world. They're all a gamble on the abundance of God's grace. And they all lead to this story. They culminate here. Which is why we read it on the last Sunday of the year. I get why we don't preach this very often because it's so easy to distort this story but this is where the depth of God's love responds to the absurdity of our sin and that response is to love us even when we know don't have any idea how much damage we've done Jesus reign is revealed here and it's a kingdom of redemption and forgiveness, as Paul said in Colossians. This is where we reach the bottom of the disorder. It's a hard story to tell, but where would we be without this story? On our way out of Montgomery last weekend, 
four of us drove by the Dexter Avenue Memorial Baptist Church and then over to the parsonage. It was here on this porch in that front yard after that house had been bombed that Dr. King launched the nonviolent part of the movement. Up until this part, he had had a gun in between the cushions of his couch hid away. People came, they were angry, they had guns, and here is the moment where he said, no more of this. That's just like Jesus said to his disciple after he pulled out a sword, no more of this. And that place, that front yard, became a holy place where he determined that the only way to stop the killing and to live in truth at the same time was to love. He paid for it with his own life, but he got that idea from Jesus. Where would we be without this story? You can't fully tell the good news without it. And if you're careful, you can see it, even here, even in this hard story.